Hey, is anybody out there? I hope someone is. Actually, I hope you are. I want to tell you a little story. So sit back for a moment and settle in. He's this tiny little square on my computer screen. This lively Filipino-American. He makes sure we all know that. He exudes positive energy and encouragement during a gateless writing group, a salon as we call them. And he reads a great story he wrote only minutes before. I do too. I like him immediately. And I have this dream to have a podcast, but it's just a dream. And it was until I met Mark Corden creator of the Joy Revolution series, a way to live life to its fullest through unapologetic joy. Turns out he's an expert at podcasting, too, at helping people create their dreams because he sees them on their behalf with them. And he's a really cool guy. And guess what? Mark? We did it! <laughs> Launch day. And it's launch day. How welcome, does it feel? Welcome to Stories to Tell, everyone. It <laughs> feels so good. It feels so good. It's, uh, it's been a long time in coming, and it's, uh, you know, it's a, a labor of love. So, well, congratulations, my friend. Thank you, it and I'm glad everyone's here. Yes, it's a total here. honor to be be with you today. Um, you know what I, I, I realized as, as you were doing that intro? Like your voice gets into my head already. Like, <laughs> yeah, you can ask my partner Frank about that. My voice gets into his head too. But that's a whole other thing. I love it. How many times have you like ever been asked to do voiceover work? Uh, um, well, I like to say I have a, a face for radio, but oh uh, no, uh, not at all. But a bing, but a bing. <laughs> but I mean, I may, I certainly have had a few people comment that I should do. You know, yeah. something with my voice like yeah. turn it off no but seriously, like, like a podcast something and here we are and here we are on february 25th it's february our launch day 25th, it why is. why the 25th john well as you might imagine there's a story about that yeah y you want to hear it of course okay well here it goes so once upon a time way back when in miss ward's fourth grade class at Wilson Elementary School in Davenport, Iowa, I made a decision that has stuck with me to this very day. Mrs. Ward had just clarified in her very erectly postured crisp blue and white <laughs> seersucker dress suit in her overly precise manner that the ending syllable of the days of the week are pronounced deh. Deh. That struck me as absolutely dumb. First, because it sounded dumb. Who says Monday? Who exactly, Mrs. Ward? And second, the ending syllables are, not is. A number of things Mrs. Ward said struck me as absolutely dumb. Not that she was dumb. She wasn't, of course. She had previously corrected my wording on the vertical lighted marquee of the Citizens Bank of Nigeria in my draw-up picture of something from Africa, pen and crayon image, <laughs> of something that came to mind from our brief chapter on large cities on that massive and emerging continent. 
It was a good drawing. However, she had said that my drawing was nice, but a bank in Nigeria would never be one of the citizens, as Nigeria is a dictatorship. (laughs) She had a point. Thanks for that, Mrs. Ward. But honestly, I thought my drawing was more than nice, and her nice comment kind of hurt. And yet, I was feeling something else beyond my annoyance with deh and nice. It was more than just about what Mrs. Ward had said. It was February in Davenport, Iowa, and it was still cold and wouldn't be really warm for months, and the snow had been there too long and was now too gritty and gray from the road salt and general grime that seemed to come from in every February like clockwork in every one of my seven years. There were no school holidays until May. The future felt like forever. (laughs) And then I had an idea. That day... February 25th, and every February 25th henceforth would be John's Day. It would bring a bright moment to a dreary time, a day just for me. And so I've celebrated that day every year since then. Nothing big, usually. In fact, many years it's just been a pleasant thought at the thought that it was February 25th. It just gave me a little boost. Until today, the launch of Stories to Tell. So that's why I'm launching it today. And by the way, maybe there wasn't a Citizens Bank of Nigeria in 1969, but there was one in the early 2000s. I looked it up. I love Google. (laughs) I absolutely love it, John. Um, I love how this encapsulates your writing. You know, very, very detail oriented, you know, and so here I am thinking about you here in Davenport, uh, Davenport, Iowa, um, creating this day in like a doldrums of no holidays. You know? Oh my gosh. And, and how fitting is that for your podcast? You know, uh, you know, sort of this, this bright point, um, maybe in a series of doldrums for the listener, you know, we, we don't know what those doldrums are, but that's the beauty of a podcast, you know? People yeah. could be listening 10, 10 years from now. Yeah, and doing anything you want to be doing, right? I, I think that's <sighs> one of the things I love about radio and yeah. podcasts um, yeah. because they're so intimate. Um, so intimate. Th- there's no, we don't have the visual that we have with television or movies. Um, we can, we're just there with the voice or the music. Um, oh, completely. And, coming and, you know, in our ear and it's just us and that. It is so intimate. It's being here right now with you on John's day, um, not seeing your face. It feels like when I was in like the seventh grade and I'd be calling my friends and I could be on the phone with them for hours. And I I haven't such found something like that until you and I sitting here, you know, even as a person who kind of podcasts on the regular, the cameras are off. It's just me and you, John. That's, that's what it feels day. It feels like, and it's John's day. And all, as, as, as Gloria Swanson or Norma Desmond says in Sunset Boulevard, and all those people out there in the dark. <laughs> Completely. Now, before, before I talk more about your podcast, yeah. did you also Google <laughs> Miss Ward? <laughs> I, I did not Google Miss, yeah, yeah, Mrs. Ward. Yes. Yeah. No, I didn't. You know, and I've, 
I poked fun at her. She was actually quite a good teacher, but she was a little bit tight, as my brother-in-law said, because I had <laughs> I had described this. And he had read a little piece I'd written about it, and he said, he was just laughing. Um, he said, you know, brings to mind the expression, loosen the bone, Wilma. <laughs> in the bone oh my god that's fantastic fantastic well, I mean, you know if the, if the bone fits if the bone fits you know, i love it i'm just i saying. love it your use of nice in that piece is incredible and for anyone who wants to go back and listen to that i love how you put that word nice in the middle it it just it just brings me back to some of the readings that I've seen from your upcoming book. So before we even talk about the book or anything, let's talk about the podcast. Yeah. Let's talk about sort of why now, why this medium? Why, John? Gosh. Well, <laughs> well, let me first say that I plan for this to be probably monthly nice. um, because I am writing a book and I, I do... Um, you know, my consulting strengths work mm -hmm. as well, which we'll talk about during the podcast as well. Yeah. Uh, but I, I really don't want it to overwhelm me or the folks who are listening. I mean, you all who are gracious enough to spend your time with me have mm -hmm. lives. And so um, I think balancing, you know, sort of my, uh, all the, the energy that I have, um, I, I'd prefer to do fewer and mm. better than yeah. many. Um, and I'd also like it to be something folks can look forward to. Mm. Um, so there's that. Um, the, you know, again, the intimacy piece, this sort of conversational quality of, you know, sitting with a good friend on a front porch in a rocking chair and a couple mm. rocking chairs just talking to each other and uh, about life and sharing stories with, you know, kind of the wisdom of perspective that we have as we, we get older, um, I think is really important. So there, there'll be guests, uh, uh, whose life stories are different from mine mm. and yet we share common things. And I think that's true for all of us. Things like, you know, who we really are, what makes each of us unique and, kind of gives us a chance to add that to the mix of what makes life as a human being wonderful. Mm. You know, all the kind of wandering and the wondering that we do, yeah. but always guided, hopefully by yeah. some form of North star, mm. a sense for what's right and what's true, you know, and, and really sometimes that North star can, can be hidden by clouds and maybe we, we get lost on our way. Yeah. But if we, are mindful of that and we kind of slowly and and gently and with intention and and a bunch of good others around us and good fortune the north star can become clearer yeah and could be seen and felt and sensed and and, and really known even right. when the clouds reappear as they always do yeah you know i, I do a lot of work with a tool called clifton strengths mm -hmm. It used to be known as Strengths Finder, and I'll be weaving that into conversations with guests as well. Because what I find is when we can understand who we are more clearly, um, we can be more of who we are. And I think that that brings a you know, it brings a sense of it's I think it's a confidence, but it's also a clarity 
mm. um, about who we are. And I think that can help us reweave, maybe retell the stories that we've told in the past about ourselves oh, and reweave them, perhaps. Yeah, I, I love the idea of strengths being pulled into a podcast. And I don't know if that's something that, I don't know about you, but I, I haven't really seen that kind of model. I've, I've seen strengths finder podcasts, but not yeah. necessarily weaved into sort of the the, the narratives yeah. uh, or the creativity process that you go through. Well, I, 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 and it's really based on my personal experience with mm. uh, writing and the mm. inner critic that we all have, you know, the uh, yeah, that, that thing. thing that judges us in inside and wants yeah. to keep us safe. Yeah. Um, it really, that's the purpose of it. It wants to keep us safe, but what it can oftentimes do is limit um, where we sort of choose to expand ourselves uh, because mm. we say things like, oh, I could never do that, or I'm not enough, or who wants yeah. to listen to me, or I don't have anything to say, or you know, all that kind of stuff, which is really there to help us kind of stay in stasis and be safe yes um yes. but then really really limits our potential and so i think um i, I for writing um i have found it has been so helpful for me as a person to understand sort of what my my natural gifts are mm -hmm. and, and kind of lean into them as opposed to yeah. try to tuck them away yeah which I think many of us do, right? I mean, being oh, human's I, a messy business. We, completely, I, I and I agree with what you're what you're talking about. You know, it was I think 18 months ago when you really you did a a, a strengths uh, a Clifton strengths piece on me, and here I am 18 months later, um, and I must say the in leaning in towards things like competitive, which I didn't think w was a, a yeah. good thing. Competition, yeah, Completely. it gets a bad rap, right? Right, right, and, because one wins and the other loses. Oh yeah, and, and in sort of helping me re reframe the way way I look about it or the way that I see it, yeah. there's kind of that grace and ease to yeah. like kind of leaning into that. Yeah, exactly, exactly, and and really. All of the greatest gifts that we have mm -hmm. can can also be some of our biggest challenges. Totally. Um, because if we overuse it or we amp it up um, beyond sort of its sweet spot, it yeah. can, you know, whatever it is, can uh, can kind of get us, you know, cause us to stub our toes a little bit, and that that kind of hurts. And yeah, so there's a way to understand that better. So we'll talk about that. Um, That's awesome. Um, but it, it really it's as far as guests are concerned, it's people who are, have di lived different lives from mine so that they bring a perspective that I'll probably touch on in some form or fashion in, in the writing that I'm doing as well. Yeah. Um, plus I just love to have conversations like that. And then there will be episodes with draft pieces of my writing for the memoir that I'm writing and it won't be the final product. Um, I consider these pieces to be sort of the seeds mm. of what I'm growing. Um, yeah. because as I, I relive experiences in my life, I get to write them with that sort of wisdom of perspective that comes with age and experience yeah. and looking at things with a clearer and often, you know, I think kinder, yeah. uh, I with grace and, you know, grace and ease are, like I said, two of my favorite words that you know, they're just not always easy to achieve because being humans a messy business, but they're yeah. really, they're so simple. So, you know, putting my draft pieces of my writing out there for others to hear as they evolve is a way for me to connect 
as mm. I evolve in my writing and as the stories evolve into the book. So yeah. it's a journey. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And then I, I, I think, too, there's a, a real power in sharing because mm. you realize that you're not alone. Mm. You know, I think that's the biggest thing. Yeah. Uh, I, I believe that being vulnerable and sharing with trusted others has really made me stronger and better as a person. Mm. And if I can share that sense and, and, and that journey with others, yeah. maybe the reader you know, will see, see it in themselves and their lives and consider how they tell and retell their stories to oh, themselves completely. and to others. Is that why you've chosen storytelling as one of yeah. the chief ways? Yeah. Yeah, it is. And you know, what I'm, one of my favorite moments in my life, um, was just after I told my robbery story on stage at the Moth Radio mm, Hour. Mm -hmm. There was, when I finished, uh, we'd all finished, um, there were five storytellers that evening and we were uh, standing below the stage and audience members who wanted to came up and began speaking with us and there was a long line of, of folks who, uh, maybe 20 or 30 people who wanted to, chat with me, which was so incredibly honoring. <laughs> yeah. There was this younger black guy, maybe in his mid teens, um, who was very noticeable to me because he kept stepping out of line as the line would co come closer. He would get closer to me. He'd step out of line and go to the end. And he did that a couple of times as I was talking with other people. And when the last person before him was talking with me, he was standing a few feet back and he, he just looked kind of hesitant. He was yeah. moving from foot to foot. And so when I finished, I waved him toward me and he came up and first he complimented me on my story, which was you know very nice of him to do. Mm. But then what was so cool is he was so humble. He said that um, a particular line in my story really landed with him and he was a poet and just he was had been writing poetry since he was um younger i mean this is in the mid-teens mm. and asked me if i'd mind if he wrote a poem using that line and wow. I, and of course i said of course right and then yeah. i was so touched i just reached out and hugged him and it was that moment in that very moment that i first realized the power of story that it, that it isn't just my story. Yeah. It's the listeners, or in the case of writing, the readers. Yeah. And when it lands so deeply with them, it reminds them, you know, kind of of their own lives and stimulates memories and and creativity. And yeah. And and that moment was so cool. I like to say that the moth found its light that night. You know, it's one of the things I most cherish among mm. among all the things I've done. Oh my gosh, that's so incredible. Have have you thought about the number of people that might be starting their uh, writing or storytelling journeys as a result of your podcast? <laughs> I don't. I don't know. That's a that's a, a wonderful wish, though, right? I mean, yeah. Yeah. wouldn't that be cool? I mean, isn't that what we all hope is that other people become oh completely, completely. more themselves and just yeah. the world gets to be a better place so yeah and, and yeah you said it in the opening like here i am reminding everybody how proud i am to be a filipino american <laughs> and it, yeah. and in you know i met my my grandfather only once uh when i, I was a very small infant 
And the rest of my grandfather was created with the stories that my mother would tell me when I was falling asleep. Oh, wow. Right? Here he is, this sort of um, rock star principal who wrote music. Um, Hello. (laughs) I was in a band, and then here I am, you know, uh, getting my PhD in education. You know, I wonder how much of those stories actually fueled me to do a bunch of this stuff, right? Right. Right. So, So I know from the very beginning. Yeah. When it comes to this podcast, um, you've wanted to create a certain feel to it, you know, and and I think it's really cool that that storytelling piece is one of those big parts of your podcast. Talk to me a little bit more about that feel that you want. Yeah. Well, I've always had a fondness for radio and I think it's (laughs) it's because it's intimate. Um, I love to listen to the radio and it's just me and what I'm listening to. Right. I mean, we I think those of us who enjoy that can appreciate that. And then I can create the visuals in my mind if I want. I'm not distracted mm. by those. Um, and because I listen to NPR a lot and I have for a long, long time, I've always had a fondness for the stories behind the headlines. And mm. it's why I decided to submit a story to the Moth Radio Hour and eventually was broadcast around the world. You know, But that's another story. You know, <laughs> Listeners, you can Google John Lincoln, the Moth. It's so good. It, if it is like. so good. But but really, I've always told stories, and I think yeah. most of us have. It's so funny. I've, I've had someone come up to me after uh, one of the shows that I did, and they said, I don't know how you can be so brave to get up and tell your story. And they've mm. just told me this whole story about themselves that something reminded them of. And I right. <laughs> stop and say, <laughs> you just told me a story. There you go. Sure. I mean, we all have it in us yeah. in our own ways. but. Um, but earlier in life, the stories that I told, um, were, were kind of two dimensional. They were just sort of stories of funny or odd moments that were, I I guess they were kind of entertaining. Now, how far back was this? Oh gosh. I've always (laughs) noticed things about people and situations and what's said and what's Uh, not said. And so I would make up little, I would, I would just sort of retell what had happened with something in our family or whatever. And it was my take on it. And so that was fun. Um, but they were just kind of little stories, but, but when I was prepping for the moth with a director who was helping me get from 23 minute story down to around 12 minutes, um, at one point she stopped me and she asked, you know, what does this story mean to you? That's what the listener wants to know. Mm. And so I thought about it and I thought about it a lot. And it occurred to me that it did have a deeper meaning, that that story was connected to other things. And that was when I began to think about the you know, experiences in my life and how they were woven with the threads of stories. Mm. Yeah, And that I could reweave them maybe with the perspective of hindsight and greater wisdom and a softness mm, that I didn't yeah. feel earlier in life, a bit more mindful, all based in truth. And, you know, I, I say a lot that I believe that stories are the threads of the tapestry of life mm. and how we choose to weave them is up to us, all grounded in truth. So you I know what I like cre- about that, John, is, yeah. uh, it almost like in changing your lens 
in terms of the experience or what's landing with you, um, you know, now in looking back to, to some of your stories? For me, it feels like the closest thing to time traveling, right? Because <laughs> yeah. you're well, going back and you're seeing something yeah. in a different way. And it's like yeah. you're living it. Yeah, yeah, right. It, well, I think the 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 wisdom in hindsight is so great. And, yeah. you know, I can ask people who were there their perspective on things, which is mm-hmm. always an interesting thing, especially when you ask a sibling because they remember something completely different, <laughs> right. you know? So completely. where where is the truth? Well, I'm the one writing the story, so guess what? <laughs> little T, little truth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I I think I I talk about it kind of being, you know, stories are like flights of fancy grounded in truth. Um, mm. I want them to be grounded in truth because because truth is, I, I think it's the it's the single most important thing mm. that we can consider. Mm. And then how that, how truth connects us with others. What is the truth? Yeah. Um, now, and, when you talk about truth, are you talking about your perspective of truth or really what is happening? I think it's both, right? Nice. Yeah. I, I think it's both. I think there are fundamental truths. Uh, but, you know, even some of those, you know, the sun rises in the east. Well, what's east? <laughs> I mean, who made that up, right? Yeah. And, and you know, but but it does. Right. We can kind of count on that. Um, but there are other there are other other fundamental truths. And then there are those that are ones, you know, we think are truths um, that are maybe stories we've made up in our minds mm. or they're like messages that have been imposed on us um, that we've taken to heart and begun to own, mm. even though that may be someone else's perspective or perception. Um, So I, you know, I, I want to go after that. Yeah. Cause I think that's really important, but I also want to, you know, create this feeling of intimacy in the podcast. So, you know, I love images. I'm a very visual person. So I kind of pictured uh, regarding the feel of the podcast, I pictured the cover of the Saturday uh, evening post I just love the that artwork. It's yeah. so homey and you know Americana. Mm-hmm. I grew up in America, so I have this perspective. Yeah. Um, but it has that classic sort of comfortable feel, and I really wanted music that has a homey feel too. You know, kind of yeah. like what you might listen to sitting in a rocking chair on the front porch, driving with, you know, life with a good friend, you know, hearing their stories and, and sharing yours. You know, it's, it's really, it's really that. Yeah. It's completely that. And what, what I love about this is when folks see the artwork or they hear the music and then they feel the intimacy of the storytelling or the shares that you're giving, it really creates this experience. That's just it, it's awesome. I, I only experience the, these type of things like reading books, you know, like you get to paint the rest of it. And I love what you've created for us, John. So let's talk about the experience. There's the artwork. There's the music. Tell me more about those. Yeah. So it's kind of a a family affair, which is so great <laughs> because I'm, I'm a pretty autonomous sort of independent person. Yeah. I rarely kind of ask for help and I've learned a lot about asking for help and how important that is. 
um, because people are actually willing to help. It's the most amazing thing. Mm -hmm. So I um, mentioned this concept that I had in my mind's eye about this podcast to my two of my brothers-in-law. One, Dwayne Adams, um, is my brother-in-law who's married to my sister, Sandy. And he he was a landscape architect in Anchorage, Alaska. Mm -hmm. I always joke, you know, just how many ways are there to shovel snow and make it look pretty? (laughs) I'm joking, of course. He's he's incredibly creative and he's an artist. And he now creates exceptional watercolor, watercolor art. Yeah. So I just described kind of what the feel would be. Yeah. And he painted the rocking chair image in the artwork for the podcast. And I was just blown away. I mean, it's a rocking chair that has books sitting next to it. You know, it's, it's really, I could not be happier. Yeah. And then there's Craig Tungate, who's my other brother-in-law who's married to my sister, Susan, and who's this amazing musician um, in Austin, Texas. And he's also a storyteller. Um, I call him a raconteur extraordinaire. He's, <laughs> I mean, he's amazing. He's yeah. done shows. He's, he's, he's phenomenal. And so as with Dwayne, I described it to Craig, uh, the podcast concept. And he said it was so fun that I described it on one day. He said he sort of reflected on it and he saw this image of a rocking chair sort of sitting in the middle of a field and just sort of sitting there chatting and enjoying the, you know, camaraderie and the intimacy of that. Hmm. And so the next day he shot me a link to a song that he wrote and played on his respective instruments Hmm. and created the theme for the podcast. And just, I mean, completely blew me away. And so we've got the artwork created by Dwayne, the music created by, um, by, uh, Craig. And then the rest of the artwork came together with a guy by the name of Varric Rossetti, who's an amazing graphic artist yeah, who I described to him as well, sort of what I was, the feel I was looking for and, you know, wanting, and then he added that hand lettering, um, to it. I mean, it's not a font that he purchased. It's hand lettered. And then he wove it together with Dwayne's art to create the final artwork for the podcast. And so, like I said, Craig created the music and, and we've got it all. So I'm, I could not be happier. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would love to actually hear the music, but before, like, is that something I can request from you? (laughs) Well, we, we've. We absolutely have to play it because it's part of the podcast. Heck yeah, it is. Heck yeah, it is. But before we, but before we do listen to it, yeah. I have one more question. This sure. has been this. I've seen you for the past couple months, over a year. Really, the the love that you've put into this. I want to know what you've gotten back from it, and oh. like what has been the most like surprising part of all of this? Because well, you came in with a very clear vision. Well, I. I had a, I had a sense. Um, I'm not sure. I guess I had a, a bit of a vision, but mm. I, I, you know, I'm going to toot your horn for you, Mark, because 
Seriously, because you you listened to what I was saying and you added your the thing that you do with sort of visualizing what's possible mm-hmm. and that that outlook that you have that is so infectious that it just had me opening and expanding my mind even more and I leaned more into it, even more into it. And you know, that's why it's taken, I think, as um I'll say as long as it has, it's taken as exactly the amount of time it needed to yeah, it has. to come to fruition. Um, and it's it's due in large part to, and I'll say this, I'll, I'll give myself a little credit, me taking the brave step to reach out to you and actually really engage with you and get to know you. Um, because I think then we got to know each other. Yeah. And this has been so incredibly helpful. And it's also, it's, you know, my uh, friends are excited about it. I've, I've yeah. put out promos about it. People who know me or have uh, come across me in some form or fashion who I've let know about it are very excited about it. And I, I couldn't, it just blows me away. I mean, <laughs> it, does. it just blows me away. So yeah. I think, you know, there's all that. Well, I appreciate you, my friend. And you know what I think is really surreal, I guess, to pull back the fourth wall here is when we first started talking, there was that relationship uh, with uh, Tig and the producer from One Mississippi. Uh, and I feel like here it is coming full circle right now. Yeah. So for folks who yeah. aren't familiar with it, there is a Netflix. I think it's Netflix, Netflix. Uh, series. Yeah. Yes. Tig Nataro, who's a um, comedian, um, did a two season show um, where she is a, a radio host um, and has a producer who she interacts with and she tells stories Yeah, and then they play music that sort of comes to her uh, to play as a result of the intimate story and the musings that um, she shares, yeah. and that that sense of intimacy and that camaraderie and that conversation, I I just love that show so much. I recommend it to everyone. But that was also some kind of a you know that North yeah. Star guiding light completely to to help me um, sort of envision what would be possible. So, yeah. and isn't that isn't that fitting? as I get to go and just be an audience member listening to your next episodes coming up and um, how this first episode really weaves into what your vision was to create. Um, John, I just wanted to congratulate you. I can't wait to hear more about this. Yes, I liked you immediately. (laughs) And happy John's Day, my friend. Thank you, my friend. Thank you. You're Uh, welcome. Thank you. You ready for some music? Let's do it. Okay, here we go. Well, folks, we've come to the end of our conversation today. Thanks so much for listening to Stories to Tell. If you'd like to know more, hear more, and chat more, just hit the subscribe button or go to Stories to Tell with JohnLincoln.com. Until our next time, be thinking about your authentic story because you have one and it's unique to you. Ciao for now. <laughs>